ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. I really need your help. We need your help. Help me, Maggie. What should I do? Please help, Maggie. I'm Maggie Dent, and in these special Help Me Maggie episodes on Parental As Anything, you get to ask me the sticky, tricky parenting questions you're dying to get the answers to. Nothing really prepares you for being a parent. No amount of reading or looking after your nieces and nephews truly makes you realise just how much heartbreak, exhaustion and frustration, oh, and exquisite love and joy that you are going to feel. And you kind of learn it all on the job. And if you're lucky, you're in the trenches with other parents. So in this special Help Me Maggie, I'm handing the reins over to you, the wonderful Parental As Anything community, to share your best parenting hacks for wrangling toddlers right through to moody teens. lower your standards. Wheat-bix is a perfectly acceptable dinner, swimming lessons in a chlorinated pool that counts as a shower, and how much screen time our kids get, that's got less to do with um, paediatric guidelines and more to do with the vibe. I actually get the nine-month-old dressed for the day before bed, and then I pop a onesie on top, and that's it. I just take the onesie off in the morning, change her nappy, and she's ready to go for the day. My boys often refuse to get dressed into their PJs after bath. As soon as I say, I'm going to time you and see how fast you can do it, they whip straight into action and their PJs are on in a jiffy. Oh, yes, you clever dad. This hack can work so well, especially for boys who love a competition. And how seriously funny is it watching them get their PJs on so fast after flatly refusing to do it before? (laughs) Working in a full-time job and returning to work when both my children were six months old, respectively, I just had to acknowledge and give myself permission that I actually might be a shit parent, but it is the way that I need to parent to make sure that I retain my sanity. I'm the, you know, kiss-and-go line mum. I pick up my kid last from daycare at five to six every night. Oh, Mama, I believe every parent is doing the best they can. And the juggle of modern day work and childcare is a lot. There's so much juggling. Just reframe your shit mum label to a good enough label because research shows we just need to get it right with tender loving connectedness 30% of the time. Still, there are times when the pressure builds. Whenever she is cranky, I put her in water. When she was little, it was a bath or a kiddie pool outside. She would play for hours with cups, sponges, floating toys, anything that was waterproof, we put it in there. And now that she's older, we call it a feelings bath. So we fill the bathtub with bath salts and bubbles, bath crayons, whatever, and we relax in the bath with some music. And I contend it is the best medicine to change her mood. A feelings bath. I love it. Water, especially warm water, automatically shifts the tension in the nervous system. It's kind of like a karma. And then cold water can energise the nervous system, 
for many kids, whether at the beach, under a hose or a sprinkler. So sometimes just add water. Now, there are different challenges for different ages. And one thing that never seems to change, regardless of the age of your child, is the never-ending piles of dirty washing. I have a set of four drawers in my laundry which are labelled colours, darks, whites and special care. Everyone puts their own washing into the drawers and when a drawer fills up, it all gets tipped into the machine and washed. No sorting and no piling up of washing in the laundry. It is a lifesaver. My daughter and I make banana smoothies with wheat bix, some milk, some honey, some bananas and make icy poles out of them. And that's our go-to breakfast on the way to school every day pistachios on a car trip because they're kind of hard to get into but they're also delicious yeah they're going to make a complete mess of the back seat but they're going to be occupied for like a long time just like opening them eating them trying to get into the next one eating it so they're kind of working on hand-eye coordination uh, and getting fed at the same time albeit something that's probably a bit too salty for them but still that's some sweet, sweet time to yourself. The kids strip off their clothes, we squirt some soap on them, and then they run around the lawn while I try to spray at them with the hose. And it just puts all of us in a great mood. And so shower time becomes a time of joy and connection as opposed to being this frustrating thing that we have to do in the evening. My daughter's eight. She's a smart little cookie, but she's so reluctant to go to school. We arranged for her to be allowed to take a fidget toy to school and it just completely brightened her mood. She couldn't wait to take her little squishy, squashy toy in that she just got to hold in her hands in class whenever she needed it. And I think it just helped calm her nerves and um, alleviate some of the anxiety that she feels about going into school. Sometimes it's a little thing that can create magic and change a struggle to a solution. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And it's so exciting when we have those little breakthrough moments which really help our kids to cope better. Some victories last <laughs> and some sadly only last for a while. So let's just celebrate every win. And our kids do test us in many different ways. So, what can you do when you're close to losing your cool? You can look for the fun and the funny. You can apply this to any just sort of day where you're like, we're going to fill in the day, we want to have an adventure, we want to do something fun, but I can't really think of anything to do. When my kids were bored, I'd say, oh, I've got a whole list of jobs and chores. Which one would you like to start on? <laughs> Amazing how quickly they found something else to do. However, when you're as entertaining as comedian and dad Hamish Blake, you're going to come up with something a lot more creative. What I would do is think of like four or five kind of like identifiable landmarks or houses in our street, like in our local area, like could be the park, could be like a certain apartment building or a certain house or whatever with a yellow door. And I would write 
a series of clues, like little letters. Then I'd put them in my like jumper pocket or jeans pocket and I'd say, guys, I got a note from the Easter Bunny. He's left one egg in someone's garden, but there's clues to find it. Here's the first clue. First clue is like, you know, go to the house with the red door. Then you get to the house with the red door that's like two streets away. Then you just like, without the kids noticing, chuck the note like in their garden. (gasps) You find another note. You read that. That note is like, you know, go to the slide at the park. All right, let's go to the slide of the park. You go to the slide of the park while you're hunting around for the note and then not looking, you just chuck that in the dirt and then you find that, et cetera, et cetera, till you get to the last house and then the cost of this exercise is you do have to eat one Easter egg. But I think you can string it out for like 40 minutes. So that, um, that kept us going a few times. And if you really don't have the energy, it's good just to take a moment to calm and process everything. It really helps to write down about what I know factually is going on for them at that moment. It might be a challenging situation with their friends, a family illness, which is impacting us as well, but it really helps to understand where they're at and it's often enough of a realisation in itself to calm me down and then help me to help them address the situation. This is such a great idea to pause and to stop, which isn't always easy in those tense, heated moments. We take some time to reframe what is actually going on. Because so often we react to our kids' tough moments rather than respond. And pausing and reflecting what might be happening for our kids rather than what it makes us feel is a great idea. And I still think having high-quality fruit and nut chocolate close by can also help. Has anyone in the history of time ever really known how to raise teenagers? Oh, the teenage years. So much change is happening for our kids. Bodies, brains, hormones, emotions, and that causes stress. Every teen wants a warm, safe base, just as they needed when they were a toddler. And they need lots of opportunities for freedom and autonomy, even when they can struggle to make good choices all the time. People say you can't be a friend and a parent at the same time. I really disagree. I think you should be a friend first, but a friend who really wants to know what they're going on in their lives, give advice, have a good time with them. I think it stands in really good stead later when they really do come into problems and they can talk to you about it. When we've had a crazy morning getting ready, the easiest thing for me is to stop When we get in the car, we drop everything, whether it be your phones or the books, and we do the review. Have we got our hats? Have we got our jackets? Have we got our shirts? We now feel more relaxed. And more often than not, we've remembered things that we most likely would have forgotten and required a return trip. If you're doing four different sports, four different afternoons a week, trim it. You know, if you can organise online grocery shopping so you don't have to go to the supermarket, do that. That's a job worth not doing. If you can afford it, have a cleaner come. And I know that's not always going to be a possibility for everybody, but 100% really assess what is adding to your family and what is taking away. And if you're doing too much, cut it away. 
Now, some of my favourite hacks for teens is welcome their friends into your home. I know it's not done as much with our digital natives. Pick them up after dance or sport and drive the long way home. <laughs> they often forget you're in the car and you can learn lots of really good stuff that you would never hear about if you asked. And for parents of kids of any age, remember that every age and stage will bring with it a gift and a challenge. <laughs> Choose kindness rather than punishment because we know when they feel loved and connected and are treated kindly, everything is easier for them. Remember, you really have got this. That's a wrap on season six. Yikes! Just remember we have six whole seasons of fabulous episodes for you. Always there when you hit a dilemma or a challenge in your home. From managing screen time to talking to kids about sex, managing meltdowns and how to navigate divorce. You can find all of the expert tips and guidance on these issues and so much more in the Parental as Anything feed on the ABC Listen app. And remember, if you think this show might be helpful to other people in your life, other parents, early childcare educators, school groups, parent groups, grandparents, please tell them about it. We'd love to help and reach as many people as possible because we all want to raise our kids to be happy, healthy and capable. And it still takes a caring village to gather together to share with love and wisdom. I need to give some really big thank yous to the Parental Is Anything team who work with me to get this podcast to you. My producer, Josie Sargent, my consulting producer, Carmen Myler, field reporter, Rebecca McLaren, sound designers, Simon Branthwaite and Isabella Tropiano, executive producer, Kim Lester, and head of ABC Audio Studios, Monique Bowley. And most of all, thanks and enormous big hugs to you for listening. Just by asking yourself, how can I do this better? You already are. This episode of Parental Is Anything was recorded and produced on Gadigal, Combermary and Turrbal country. 